Welcome to Do We Know Things, a podcast where we examine things we think we know about sex. Content warning. This podcast will include discussions of masturbation and things related to the alt-right, such as white supremacy and anti-Semitism. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Lisa Don Hamilton, professor of psychology and sex educator. Today on Do We Know Things, should you stop masturbating? Diving into the world of no fat. Do you have a penis? Do you feel unmotivated? Do you jerk off too much? Do you have erectile dysfunction? If you answered yes to any of these questions, the no fat movement would be happy to provide you with some answers. If you haven't heard of it before, NoFap started as a subreddit community dedicated to men, mostly, talking about quitting masturbation. The NoFap subreddit started in 2011 and since then has exploded to 699,000 members as of October 2020. According to posters on NoFap, masturbation robs you of your motivation, vitality, and erections. But is any of this true? On today's episode of Do We Know Things, I will dig into the history of NoFap, examine some of the research informing it, and discuss NoFap's links to white supremacy. That's coming up on Do We Know Things. To begin, let's talk about fapping. One of my favorite things to do is look up the origins of words in the Oxford English Dictionary. I'm a nerd, I know. So I was curious if fap had made it there yet. And it had. It was added to the dictionary in 2015. FAP was first introduced as part of the longer phrase FAP, 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 which you may be able to guess is an onomatopoeia for the sound made when a person with a penis is masturbating with their hand. So, according to the OED, FAP, FAP, FAP first appeared in writing in a manga comic strip called Heartbroken Angels in 1999. The panel from the comic shows a woman climbing up a ladder to a helicopter with God below her jerking off while watching her skirt blow up and reveal her panties. Beside God is a word bubble that says fap, fap, fap. So this is the assumed original origin of this phrase in written English. You can see this if you search fap on dictionary.com. From here, it became common to use fap, fap, fap on chat forums and listservs or news groups like Usenet. Usenet was really popular in the 90s and early 2000s. From there, the phrase morphed into a verb as just fap. So used in a sentence, it would be, I'm going to go fap. But the word is mostly used in the form of fapping. So fapping as a verb was first documented on Usenet in 2001. Slowly but surely, the word fapping or fap made it into more common usage. It was mostly used online in men's related groups or in porn or in porn related ads. The concept of NoFap followed a bit later, possibly originating in bodybuilding forums, but that's unclear. The subreddit that is now the hub of the NoFap community began on June 20th, 2011. This was documented in a post written about a year and a half into the existence of the NoFap subreddit. According to the post, Reddit user Oropax posted in the Get Motivated subreddit that he had stopped masturbating and it had drastically increased his motivation in life. He recommended that everyone try it for about two weeks. Other people chimed in and it was suggested that a new subreddit, NoFap, 
be created for people to support each other in this challenge. It was created by user Alexander R., who is still listed as a moderator on the subreddit today. Coincidentally, the next day, so June 21st, 2011, someone posted an article in the subreddit Today I Learned claiming that not masturbating for seven days results in a huge spike in testosterone. This post made the front page of Reddit, which is where popular posts are shown, thus increasing their popularity. The post about the study, even though it was not from the NoFap subreddit, supposedly brought people in droves to the newly formed group. I will talk more about the science behind masturbation and testosterone, and this study in particular, later in the episode. At first, the NoFap subreddit was framed around a challenge to go seven days without masturbating. But once those seven days were up, people were wondering what to do next. This is when the first monthly challenge was created, NoFap July, where men were supposed to go a whole month without masturbating. Since these early days, NoFap has gone in a number of directions, and these different branches have different goals. It got picked up by the manosphere as a way to be more masculine. For example, pickup artists commonly advocate for not masturbating as a way to maintain your testosterone and feel more confident and manly, but their goal is to save it for women that you're going to have sex with later. Alt-right groups like the Proud Boys advocate for abstaining from masturbation as a way of having control over your body. In fact, in 2013, a man named Alexander Rhodes trademarked the phrase NoFap and created a website and forum that is specifically focused on not using pornography. I'm assuming that Alexander Rhodes was the user Alexander R., who was the original creator of the subreddit. The NoFap.com website is very clearly focused on pornography as the problem. I didn't want to spend too much time there because I was specifically interested in the Reddit community, but many posters on the subreddit talk specifically about abstaining from PMO, which stands for pornography, masturbation, and orgasm. On the subreddit, there are discussions about whether sex or orgasm at all are even allowed. The original posts were clearly about stopping masturbation with the hopes of being able to have sex with women, but there's a whole branch now focused on semen retention and a separate subreddit about it as well. So this idea that you should not spill your seed at all, like not even during sexual activity with another person. Later in the episode, I'll talk a bit more about the specifics of what Jeremy and I learned in our deep dive about NoFap this week. But first, let's examine some of the research used within the NoFap community. Let's start with that original article that led people in the NoFap community to claim that not masturbating increases testosterone. This study was originally published in 2003 in an obscure journal. Somehow, it was promoted on Reddit in 2011. The post was for the studies listing in PubMed, which is a repository for health-related research that's run by the National Institutes of Health in the U.S. The claim on Reddit was that it was a new study from the National Institutes of Health, but it was definitely not done by or endorsed by the National Institutes for Health. It was a small study done in China and published in a Chinese university journal. I'll walk you through the methods and results of this study. It's written in a really confusing manner, and it took me a few tries to fully understand it. Let's hope I can make it make sense. So first of all, 28 men were enrolled in the study. They were asked to ejaculate on a specific day and then abstain from ejaculation or sexual activity for at least eight days. Researchers sampled their testosterone level every day of the study. 
They found that there was a testosterone peak on day seven for all participants except for one. The article actually claims it was a 145% increase over baseline on average, but that is clearly not true based on the numbers presented in the study. I calculated an average increase of either 36 or 40% on day seven. After day seven, testosterone levels just went right back to baseline. Of these original 28 men that first participated in the study, 16 of them continued to phase two. In this phase, eight of the men were randomly assigned to keep being abstinent. So they'd already been abstinent for eight days and they were asked to be abstinent and not ejaculate for another eight days. And eight of these men were allowed to ejaculate, but then they were asked to be abstinent and not ejaculate for another eight days. The men who were abstinent for 16 days stayed at the baseline level of testosterone, so they did not have another spike. The men who ejaculated on day eight had another testosterone spike after seven days. So while these data are consistent in showing a testosterone spike seven days after ejaculation, it isn't as though abstaining from ejaculation increases testosterone overall. In fact, the available research in other areas generally shows that sexual activity or even the anticipation of sexual activity is related to increased testosterone in both men and women. Findings are mixed in this area, but I think overall there's a trend toward testosterone increasing in relation to sexual activity. In terms of the effects of chronic masturbation on testosterone or stopping chronic masturbation on general mental health, we just don't have the research on this. What we do know about hormones is that there's a reciprocal relationship between our hormones and our behavior, which means our hormones affect our behavior and our behavior affects our hormones. So changing behavior and doing things that increase testosterone, like some forms of exercise, competing, or other challenges, can potentially increase testosterone. And increased testosterone is correlated with more positive mood. If you feel better, you're likely to have more energy to do the things you want to do. So it's this constant cycle of reinforcement. Another finding that's sometimes cited in the NoFap forums is the World Health Organization's recommendation that sperm donors abstain from ejaculation for two to seven days before donations to increase sperm quality. This has been used as evidence that abstinence is also good for sperm development, and by association, testosterone levels are linked in there as well. The actual research on this is very mixed, with some studies showing that the best abstinence intervals are shorter, such as only four hours or one day, when talking about sperm quality. In general, sperm quality doesn't seem to be a valid reason to abstain. Currently, much of the focus on the NoFap subreddit is around porn, and I covered this area of research in episode 21, so I recommend checking that out if you're interested. Overall, there doesn't seem to be any scientific research that supports the claimed benefits of abstinence from masturbation. But there are a lot of people who do feel like they have improvements in all sorts of areas. It may be a placebo effect, but I don't really see any harm in abstaining from masturbation if it makes you feel good. I do see great harm, however, if you're shaming yourself for relapsing and not being able to go some arbitrary long period of time without masturbation. Masturbation is okay and it is healthy as long as it feels healthy to you. On the flip side, one benefit associated with ejaculation is that there does seem to be a slightly decreased risk of prostate cancer in people who report higher frequency of ejaculation throughout their lives. The lowest risk seems to be people who report consistently ejaculating 21 times per month or more. 
The protective factor of frequent ejaculation isn't huge, but it is explained by the prostate stagnation hypothesis, which predicts that a stagnant prostate that isn't ejaculating regularly may increase the risk of prostate cancer later in life. That's just one thing to keep in mind when evaluating the risks and benefits of abstaining from masturbation. So the general sense from what we know in the scientific literature is that there's not a lot of support for the idea of stopping masturbation or the general no-fat philosophy. And whenever I talk about a man-specific topic, I often like to invite a man in to comment. And I knew Jeremy would be really interested to delve into no-fat stuff with me. And so we've spent the last couple of days digging around on the internet, reading about NoFap, like reading articles and also reading posts within the NoFap community. So Jeremy, as a person with a penis who the NoFap community is more targeted at, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, when you first asked me about this, the first thing I thought was the alt-right. <laughs> okay. Why the alt-right? That's where, uh, I'd seen it a lot. Um, well, I know specifically with the Proud Boys, um, with Gavin McGinnis's group there, um, that was strangely one of their tenets is, uh, is they prohibit their members from masturbating. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. When I first heard them, like, of course, of course, that's something they do. It just, it seems to be something that comes up when you, when you get to a certain form of like man-centric extremism, mm. masturbation and control of your body mm -hmm. starts to become kind of a, a thing. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting because you see this in many organizations. You can even go back to Catholic church control mm -hmm. over society and, and their prohibition of masturbation. So this puts you in a group and the control of that group, is, it, there's no barrier between your most private sexual functions mm. and the institution or mm. the group that you're part of. So mm. you have a, a mandate that everyone collectively engages in and a way of checking up on you and checking if you are orthodox and if you're part of the group kind of thing. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to kind of look at it from that perspective. Yeah, and I think throughout history, there's been all sorts of movements and reasons for not masturbating or not spilling your seed. But in terms of the the Proud Boys and the alt-right, and I know there's quotes from like pickup artists talking about the importance of not masturbating. And uh, and this you see this coming up a lot in the NoFap forum, too, is that it boosts your confidence. It you know, makes you stand up straight. Like I saw one, like, because it improves your confidence, then your posture becomes better. And of course, in the pickup artist community, where it's all about like drawing women to you, there's a lot of talk about how women will just sense your, like, because your testosterone's building up, it will, they will sense your magnetic energy and, and flock to you essentially, if you don't masturbate. Yeah. I read a comment like that too. And that was in the semen retention <laughs> kind of subgroup of mm. That's kind of like the more advanced. Yeah. That's how it goes, especially like you get into something and you get excited about it and you get like evangelistic about it. Like when I became a vegetarian, then I progressed to vegan and I was just like, okay, so I should, you know, raw food, that's where it's at. So you, you get into something, you start pursuing it and you, mm -hmm. so you go to a certain pinnacle. So I can see that's why some people are probably like, okay, so, you know, if, if not masturbating is an improvement, then surely not coming is an even more of an improvement mm -hmm. and they start escalating to different levels. Now, why this always leads up to white supremacy <laughs> <laughs> and sexism and racism? Well, <laughs> maybe that gives you an idea of how like authentic <laughs> some of this stuff is, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
did your raw veganism lead you to <laughs> white supremacy and sexism <laughs> and racism? No, no, yeah, no. So. But I think that stuff, I mean, that's <laughs> that stuff's kind of re reflexively eschewed by, I think, people who are kind of looking for right, solutions. Right. You know, like I'm, I was already cucking. I was like pre-cucking, man. Like, so that's like. What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, but before cuck was a term, like I was being a vegetarian and, you know. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like being so, a vegetarian, doing yoga and stuff. So you're using cuck in the sense of like the derogatory thing. The derogatory, that... yeah. Yeah. Like alt-right men call men who are not masculine enough. I thought you meant like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't clear what you meant by pre-cucking. <laughs> oh, I mean, this is a phrase that I just made up right now on the spot. And feel free to use it as long as you're not an alt-right dude like, or something. I was a cuck before cucks were cool, except it didn't mean what it means in reality. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, so the term cuckold specifically refers to what a man becomes when his wife or partner is fucked by another man. So he is cuckolded and you are a cuckold if you are woman has sex with another man. And this is also a kink of many people. So people can have cuckold kinks and seek that out. But in conservative, like masculine world, the word cuckold has been shortened to cuck and now is used to refer to anything that is not masculine, essentially. Yeah. So anything that undermines your masculinity makes you a cuck now, according to certain groups on the Internet. Yeah, yeah. I do think you're right that a lot of the, the language um, circles around masculinity and it's really most of the people in these communities are seem to be heterosexual men. On the Reddit forum, there's definitely some women there. Yeah. There there are women on in there who come on complaining that um, they couldn't have orgasms with their partners, for example, because they were masturbating too much and using their vibrator too much. And so by stopping masturbating, they were then able to have wild orgasms with a partner. Who knows how those orgasms were happening or... <laughs> Um, if it does really make a difference. But I do think it does seem to be focused around masculinity and this idea of being in control because according to gender stereotypes, men should be in control at all time. And of all the posts I read, there was def or none of them read as gay men. So I'm sure gay men do still have problems with masturbating too much or consuming too much pornography. Um, but if they, they don't seem to be present on these forums that I could see. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, as a researcher, as a sex researcher, even if they did like a huge study, and I don't know what the study would look like if you have a group that doesn't jerk off for 30 days, mm -hmm. then you have a group that engages in sex, whatever that is, like with another human mm, yeah, yeah. Um, for 30 days. And then again, like what, what does that constitute? Is it once a week? Is it, mm -hmm. is it every day? Like mm -hmm. it's even just trying to figure out what the counterbalance is mm -hmm. and what actually counts as doing things and not doing things mm -hmm. it's just it just struck me i was thinking about it earlier when i was doing the research it's like could you even have a study where you could say in any way that there's an indication that not having sex or not jerking off results in x thing happening so if it, there's anything i've learned from doing this podcast it's really how little we know from a research perspective especially about sex and part of that of course is because sex research is dramatically underfunded but part of it is that it is very challenging to study. So you're saying like, you don't even know if it would be possible. And I think I can imagine a study when it was, where, it, where it would be possible. So you would have to assign one group to no masturbation, no sex, no mm -hmm. orgasms. Right. 
another group to masturbation and maybe daily masturbation. I don't know. Uh, and another group, no masturbation, but they are allowed to have sex. But again, you can't like regulate the amount of sex they can have because they're having it with another person. <laughs> so I, I do think it's doable. Uh, and I, I've been involved in a study before that did assign people sex acts. Uh, so I do think it's doable, but I think it would be very challenging to get people to actually conform and not lie. I guess. <laughs> right. Uh, I just feel I need to uh, interrogate you on this further. Okay. But in this study, in order for, in order to try to ascertain if someone improves from from it, mm -hmm. wouldn't it have to be the same people who who don't masturbate for a while and have sex? No. No? No, most studies, it would be like a randomized clinical trial mm -hmm. where people were assigned to different groups. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could do it within person, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. but I think it would work. It would just be easier to do it, everybody at the same time. For one mm -hmm. month, this group does X, the yes. other group does Y, <laughs> the other group does Z. Yes. Well, mm -hmm. it would certainly take less time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just, I find this fascinating. Well, I figured you'd have to pull the same people, the same, like, if you're, say you're just following one person. Mm -hmm. I mean, realize it's not how study works, but mm -hmm. uh, but if you're following that one person, like the question is, will their life improve? Right. Yeah. So with any randomized clinical trial, people are randomized. So yeah. the idea is each group is basically similar. So you would take a baseline measure for everyone, like how good or crappy is your life today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you would randomly assign them to groups. And the random assignment is what takes care of any differences that might exist between the groups. Mm -hmm. And then you see on average, do, does this group feel better? Does this group feel worse, et cetera? Right, right. And I think what a lot of this stuff ignores is so many other factors that go into sex and mm -hmm. performance and mm -hmm. desirability. And, you know, if you're an anxious person, then there's a whole other thing to deal with apart from just not jerking off. It's mm -hmm. not going to turn your life around mm -hmm. like that. And I think, you know, uh, I think in people who are suffering from um, a disorder like depression, anxiety, um, low self-esteem are often looking for a solution, like a, mm -hmm. like a one one size fits all solution. And they're like, oh yeah, maybe I'm just jerking off so much, and mm -hmm. yeah, that makes their life better, which I totally sympathize with. But it's kind of dangerous because this is just anecdotal evidence on the internet. Right. And I do think a lot of the stories do start out with, well, the origin story of NoFap and the original post was basically someone who was saying, here's my experience. I was jerking off a lot. I was playing video games all day. I had no motivation to do anything. I never talked to women. And then he stopped masturbating and suddenly felt motivated, was able to get a girlfriend, all of these things. And so it was really framed around having yeah like feeling bad about yourself and spending a lot of time jerking off um and maybe it's just that reframe of like i need to motivate myself let's stop jerking off and then that when they see that stopping jerking off helps them feel more motivated um then they maybe reverse attribute it to the actual jerking off when it could have just been a change of mindset in the first place like a i want to feel better about myself i'm going to focus on other things instead of masturbation. Right, right. And uh, that's another thing that occurred to me as you're saying that now, is is that just that simple act of of uh, of taking control of your life yes. and changing a habit. Yeah. Because it's hard to change habits. Yeah. And I think we all know when you're just like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm eating too much ice cream. I'm going <laughs> to... I was going to say, <laughs> Jeremy's <laughs> example is his ice cream habit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know why you're saying that, but um, yeah, say <laughs> ice cream. I think I think everyone struggles with eating too much ice cream. But that's just my biased perspective. So say, and then you go seven days. Like I decide I'm going to not eat ice cream, and you go seven days without it, mm -hmm. and you're feeling better. Mm -hmm. But part of that is that you actually fucking did it. Yes, yes, <laughs> you accomplished this thing that you set out to do. Yeah, that feels rewarding. Yeah. 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 Because you're kind of play, replacing one reward with another, mm -hmm. and that other reward is even more rewarding because you've conquered your your will. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. you've conquered something that that feels out of control. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the sense I really get from these posts is that people are feeling out of control of their life broadly, mm. and they focus on this one thing they have control over. And like you just said, it it helps reinforce that, like, yay, I can accomplish things, and then. When you can accomplish one thing, then it goes on and on. There's also the reward of the sense of community, mm. uh, as of being part of something, like this group of people who are kind of battling this thing together um, but, uh, by trying not to masturbate and trying to avoid porn. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, a lot of people talk about PMO, which is abstaining from porn, masturbation, and orgasm. And that leads a little bit into the semen retention group that you found and just this idea that any sort of spilling of your seed is bad. And it's interesting to me that some people are more just like, I just want to take control of my life and not masturbate constantly. Um, and then other people are like, no, anything, any sort of ejaculation of my seed is bad and I have to abstain from all things, including sex. Right. I was going to say, doesn't that kind of naturally lead to no sex at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess it depends on what your goal is. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned before, there are different camps. So some people, originally, it seemed that the goal was to, to be able to make yourself more appealing to the other sex. So to feel more motivated, uh, to not have to worry about losing your erection when you're with a real human. So some of the posts do talk about because they spent hours a day watching porn, um, they now can't get aroused to a person because they have very specifically tailored porn tastes. And we covered that a lot on the last, ep or two episodes ago uh, on Do We Know Things. So episode 21 was all about the porn stuff. And so I recommend checking that out if, if you want to hear more. So there's that angle, but then there's, yeah, the, the semen retention sort of people that are say like no orgasms at all. So yeah, those guys were uh, were pretty extreme. Let me uh, let me share a quote. Sure. There is one user who said, uh, "Men who ejaculate daily and spill their vital fluid on a regular basis are inferior to women. Yet those who practice semen semen retention demonstrate better mental performance, which means they are superior to both weak men and women. They reach faster brains compared to constantly mediocre female brain." Doesn't that prove that men are inherently superior? Wow. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it? <laughs> like, that's it. Like, thank you, underscore shit dog, whatever your name is. <laughs> so, yes, there's definitely a lot of sexist, racist, anti-Semitic vitriol on some of the sites related to not masturbating. Um, but in general, the NoFap community is mostly just seems like sad people looking for a community. And like any other movement, I think it's related to, yeah, trying to find yourself and trying to, to people that are unhappy and trying to figure themselves out. And this gives you the answers. Um, and this is how cults begin. <laughs> well, yeah, not 
that's just it. But as you as you were saying that, saying like you know, this gives people who are lost and looking for something. But yeah, exactly. That's that's an opening for cult. That's when charismatic people can swoop in mm-hmm. and take over. But I think at the again with the self improvement thing, the way everything is uh, dovetailing to self improvement, which is a major recruitment tool now mm-hmm. for the alt right. Like the alt right is backed away from big political statements for self improvement mm-hmm. and you know it's like bringing people in like, hey, you can be a better person, you can have a better life. You know, if you jerk off less, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, Jews are responsible for pornography, and mm-hmm. that was another little rabbit hole that I went yeah. down today. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, and it's a general recruitment tool for most cult-like things. That yeah, to identify flaws in people, tell them you can fix them, mm-hmm. and then tell them your way is the only way. Mm-hmm. 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 Then you prove your worth with kind of like a monastic dedication to mm-hmm. to the task, and you're yeah. welcome to the community. And yeah, it's <laughs> not masturbating has become a, f- a tool of radicalization. <laughs> yeah, and these forums, like the NoFap c- communities, are really specifically secular, so they don't reference God or religion really at all. And I think that's one of the things that draws people in as well is. Uh, like the non-religious folks because non-religious people aren't as trained to feel shame about their masturbation. Mm. But because this is separated from saying like, you're bad, it's bad because of God or or because of these specific moral codes, they're saying it's bad because it's harming you. Right. Right. So that gives it kind of the unexpected. One would expect uh, an anti-porn movement to typically come from religious conservatives or or something like that. But this is actually just anti-porn like secular anti-porn yeah Yeah, the nofap movement and the your brain on porn and those kinds of things are really more focused on there's this thing that is harmful um it is causing you harm you can kick it and it is they do really frame it in an addiction framework yeah it's funny because you're saying there how it's an external it's like an external threat Mm -hmm. and again this is just making me think of how useful this is for extremists Mm. Because you can have, they can start to, to uh, paint it as a political threat, right? And when I was on the website, we hunt the mammoth, uh, which is a website that tracks extremist uh, men's rights movements and things like that, including um, no fap and mm. all this stuff. Um, I guess I guess he explores the more uh, extreme ends of, oh, of okay. that. And on that website, they had. Um, they have posts uh, where you can kind of track how someone gets into NoFap with mm. the external threat of pornography, mm-hmm. and this is going to ruin your life. Mm-hmm. And here, like, pornography is the enemy. And then you see guys going, but you know who controls pornography? The Jews. Mm. And like, you know, most pornography is made by Jews. I, I have no idea if that's remotely true, <laughs> and who cares? Uh, but then that leads to, you know, it controls the world, the Jews. And then you have just a whole, you're in now, now you're in the morass mm. of political extremism. Right, right. Yeah. So I'd, I highly recommend that site for anyone who wants to track kind of, uh, you know, extremist misogyny of in all its colors and glorious shades. <laughs> yes, I've been on there once or twice um, and thought it was really interesting the way it's documented on there. Mm-hmm. It's also pretty funny, too. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, something I'd noted from all this, like I just feel so strongly that like anecdotal evidence is the problem with stuff like this. People just hear one or two people online say something they want to hear mm -hmm. and they're off to the races. And then you construct an entire you know, belief system around this. And it's just really nothing to back it up apart from people saying, I feel better, you know, I feel great. My hair is, my hair is luxurious because I stopped masturbating. Right. And a major issue with anecdotal ev evidence is that our brains are amazing at creating perception. Like our brain, like the placebo effect is massive. Even in like randomized controlled trials, you see huge effects of people just taking right. a sugar pill and right. they're like cured of something major, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so if you believe that doing this thing is going to change all of these things in your life, it totally makes sense that mm -hmm. you see the evidence of that, which is yeah. why we need a randomized clinical trial. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's the problem with the evidence is that we don't know the cause and effect. We cannot say this causes this. We cannot say this causes that. The only way to say causal effect is to have an experiment where people are like a researcher is manipulating different conditions. Anyone who's right. ever taken a psychology <laughs> class will remember that. The yeah. only way you can say cause and effect is if it's an experimental design, which uh -huh. means that there is an independent variable manipulated by a researcher. Right, right. <laughs> so the question I started this episode with is, should you stop masturbating? Based on what we've learned today, what are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is just so anecdotal. Mm -hmm. It's just, to, to me, there's no there, there, mm -hmm. really. I think it's just uh, going from well-intentioned to definitely not well-intentioned people. But, uh, and, I mean, I think there is, at the heart of it, there's uh, very often genuine intention to improve oneself. But mm -hmm. I just... I just think there's so many other factors. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I just don't think there's much to it. So should you stop masturbating? Of course, I can't answer that. It is totally up to you. As a sex-positive sex educator, I believe that masturbation is usually a great way to be sexual. If you enjoy masturbating and get pleasure from it, then please continue as usual. I think everyone is deserving of sexual pleasure. I also understand that for some people, masturbation may feel out of control or may create feelings of guilt and shame. If you are someone who feels out of control with your masturbation, then reducing or abstaining from it for a while might be helpful, but it certainly doesn't need to be forever. If the issue is that you feel guilt or shame about masturbation, I'm here to tell you that it's okay. Masturbation is totally normal. If masturbation is a source of distress for you, I encourage you to figure out where that distress comes from. If it's from cultural or social messages, maybe examine those. If you're unhappy with your life, abstaining from masturbation probably won't fix your problems. I encourage you to examine it from a broader lens, preferably with the help of a therapist if that's available to you. In the exploration of the NoFap world, I discovered much more than I expected. But mostly, I discovered that there's really no research evidence to support any benefits of not masturbating. I say, do what feels best for you. That's all for this episode. If you have any feedback or peer review of this episode, I'm always excited to hear from you. 
You can send me a voice memo recorded on your phone or a written email to doweknowthings at gmail.com. You can find a script for this episode with references and extra info on the website at doweknowthings.com. All music and sounds in this episode are by Jeremy Dahl. Check him out at palebluedot.ca. Script assistance by Matt Tunnicliffe. I'm Lisa Don Hamilton. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at doweknowthings, and you can email me at doweknowthings at gmail.com. Things is released every second Monday, and you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Of course, I would love it if you could subscribe and rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time on Do We Know Things. <laughs>